Welcome to The Meteor Podcast, a weekly news show about what's going on in the media community. This episode is for Friday, January 30th, 2015. This week's episode is brought to you by Modulus.io. They are the single best hosting option available for Meteor right now. Go to Modulus.io and check them out. They offer a marketplace. They offer you Mongo databases. It's very easy to integrate with other Mongo databases. Uh, you know, they offer WebSocket support with sticky sessions. They do everything right for your Meteor app. I use them for everything that I'm doing. I would highly recommend you use them as well. Modulus.io. Welcome, Meteor fans. I'm your host, Josh Owens, along with my co-host. Ryan Walker. Welcome, Ryan. Hey. In your fancy new office there. Oh, uh, yeah, real fancy. <laughs> yeah. Working audio and video. Nice. For the moment. <laughs> um, all right. So this week in uh, Meteor Land, we will be talking about uh, upcoming features in Blaze. Uh, using package.json and your Meteor app for fun and profit, uh, getting started with Meteor.js, uh, user accounts, updated site, and news, and uh, building a SaaS app with Meteor using Stripe, part one. And then we're going to have a little discussion at the end as well about background workers. Yep. All right, uh, so this one... Uh, upcoming features in Blaze. I thought this was interesting. First, um, Rye said, MGD, you guys rock. <laughs> uh, this post was on uh, Medium. I think that's a first. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they've ever posted any kind of like official MDG stuff on Medium that I've seen. Um, actually, I'm trying to see. I, it was on Sashko's account. Uh, so he was just writing about, I think, the the Blaze stuff that they're working on. And um, I don't know. Like, number one, it's awesome to see this. Like, I, I love it. Like, keep it up, Sashko. Uh, number two, like, I don't know. It's kind of weird because Sasha kind of pioneered template-level subscriptions in his blog post. And then someone decided, hey, let's clean this pattern up and make it work in Blaze. And... So that was like a pull request, and now it's like officially in here in a new feature of Blaze. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I still love seeing this. Um, they've also added in local template state. So now instead of having to do all the setup that you do for uh, using Reactive R, you can now just uh, in the – I'm assuming this is in like master or something or de the develop branch – you can just say like this dot vars and you can set and get things out of there that are kind of like template level settings, um, which that is actually a pretty awesome pattern. I used it the other day. Um, pretty sweet. And then the other thing is they're going to change um, each so that you'll say, instead of saying like each teams, you'll say each team in teams, which I think is a little more uh, expressive and probably reads a little better. So I love this stuff. I'm glad they're like posting this and putting it out there. And I don't know. What do you think of it? <clears throat> yeah, it's interesting. Like we've had a conversation, internal discussion about session variables recently. Um, you know how shitty they are. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, like tech purists say it's a global variable, therefore it's bad. For me, like I've I've never had a problem. I know global variables are quote bad. And well, the, the problem is remembering to tear them down, right? 
But yeah, if, if, yeah, I, I generally only put like an ID in there, so I don't even care about that a lot of times, you know. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so like I, I mean, so maybe that make you know maybe some people were putting big objects in there. Well, um, so uh, you know, if you go look at accounts entry, which is deprecated by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, you you can actually see where sessions could potentially be a problem because we have like we're setting errors in a session variable and then we have to remember to tear them down otherwise oh, yeah. they're gonna pop up in other places. Yeah. So you know, and that's exactly where I used this the other day. Um, I added a reactive var and I captured the error from uh, Meteor logging in and uh, just used a reactive var instead. And so it's just kind of like template local and it gets destroyed when the template goes away. Yeah. Yeah. So I like, I, I like um, the simplicity of using session variables. I see that um, why reactive variables are better. I don't like that you had to have all that extra crap before they're doing this refactoring or this feature in blaze. Now that they'll put it in the blaze, I'll use that all the time. You know, it's the same pain as a session, but better, you know, architecture than, than our sessions. So yeah, I think it's awesome. I love I love all the changes they've mentioned. Uh, I love the uh, the blogging experiment to toss it out on Medium, just let people, you know, just share what they want to share. <laughs> so I think yeah. it's um, good, a good a good a good move. Yes, I agree. But you know, the the thing I really want to see from them is, you know, they, they mention uh, components somewhere in here in this article, and I feel like, you know, they're they're talking about accounts UI as their version, uh, let's see, we hope that eventually any functionality can be added to a Meteor app can be added through packages that's, that bundle self-contained, fully-featured UI building blocks. One current example is the Accounts UI package. But I think somewhere in here they actually use the word components. Ah, this means a UI component system can take advantage of the functionality across the entire stack. Yep. So I think that's great, but I'd still like to see something deeper like integrating with HTML5 actual components. Right. Just yeah, 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 because I think like HTML5 components are, web components are like, they're kind of like a subset of, of a good Meteor component maybe because the Meteor component can also have server-side code that's doing stuff too. Sure. Uh, I would agree so, with that, but to me, yeah. uh, I feel like we're, we're missing out on, like, uh, you know, I remember Gerard tweeting a couple months ago about like someone made a an audio player web component and you know I, I'd love to be able to just grab that and shove that into my code and make it work yeah. um, irregardless of whether I'm in media or not I oh, feel like yeah. you know the fact that we don't support web components still means that we're kind of limited to being in meteor land yeah yeah so. I agree but yeah keep going anyway. well, they didn't say when this is this stuff shipping did they they did not. Uh, keep in mind, since we're past Meteor 1, all, all our changes will be backwards compatible until Meteor 2.0. Oh. Um, so you can use the new style or the old style. Oh, that's cool. But I don't. There's there's really not many changes in here that aren't backwards compatible. So. All right. Yeah. Cool. All right. Next topic: um, using package JSON in your Meteor app for fun and profit. This is from Gerard. Um, yeah, it's kind of a cool little post he did <laughs> um, talking about uh, features of, I didn't realize there was a script node in the package JSON file. Did you know about that? 
I didn't know about it, but uh, I'm not surprised. I mean, you know, yeah. I, I you know, I guess I did to some degree because that's how the CI stuff works over for like Travis and stuff. Gotcha. Somewhere. So yeah, so like for me, I just I I do have like um, these aliases, um, but they are global. <laughs> Once again, I'm a global variable guy. Um, no, I <laughs> I just go like if I need a, something that I'm just tired of typing, I just go into Bash profile and pop it in there, um, um, and I generally use it across multiple projects, so that works just fine. Um, but, yeah, this is cool. I, I like that you, it's, it gives you a way to share the commands with your teammates and um, um, standardize how some of these processes should work, like deploying and stuff. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, I don't, you know, I'm so glad Gerard put two and two together here and then put it out in an article because... Even for testing, you know, like like we can start issuing commands in there, and and people can run those, and you know, I don't have to worry about whether they type the right stuff or not. Yep. Yeah, and that, some of those commands he has in there, the, the build command, apparently, you know, where you where you've got the got to set the node environment, vulcanize true, and all this other stuff. Um, uh, it's uh, that would be a pain in the ass to have to share across the team otherwise. Yeah. 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 And it seems like a cleaner way to share, right? Like I've seen other people check in scripts or something like that. Like it's nice. Node already has a way to do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So my comment on the blog post was like, I like the triple colon dividers he did. He said, that's it. That's all you got out of this thing. So. <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, next is getting started with uh, Meteor JS, or as I said on Crater. The best damn getting started post ever. Uh, I I didn't write this, but I did publish it uh, as a guest post on my blog. Um, ben Strahan uh, wrote it, and he put a lot of time and effort into this thing, and I think it shows. Um, I love I love the animated gifts that he chose to put in it too. That was not me. That was all him. Um, but uh, it's funny. It's funny. I got an email from someone, and they're like, "Those animated gifs are annoying." <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> Keep scrolling. <laughs> yeah. Need like a hide button, I guess. <laughs> um, but no, it's it's got a bunch of great stuff in here. So uh, he's got s- some required reading in here, like uh, learn JavaScript, uh, some shell stuff, JSON, Mongo, handlebars, jQuery, like all kinds of links of stuff you should look at or, or read over. Then some optional stuff like Node and Cordova, Elasticsearch, Ionic, all kinds of crazy things. And then he starts to get down into uh, good Meteor tutorials. And uh, looks like there's 12. And he tells you whether they're free or paid or you know how much they cost using dollar signs. And then tons of packages that he tends to use all the time service providers, and then if you stick all the way through to the end, he's got a ton of, like, blogs, vlogs, and news places and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, so just, just when you think it's over, a new section starts. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, I think it's great. Great great, um, great post. I'm sure yes. that will be nice um, SEO for you for many years to come. <laughs> Indeed. I'm hoping that will get me, like, on the first page for Meteor. We'll <laughs> yeah. see. Yeah. Um, Yes, and real quick before we move on, uh, the sponsor this week, you'll hear it if you listen to the podcast, it'll be in pre-roll, but is uh, Modulus.io. 
they'll be sponsoring us all year. They are the best Meteor JS hosting option out there. So awesome. Absolutely. Big thanks to them. All right. Uh, all right. Next next topic is user accounts. Um, for Meteor has an updated website. Um, and it's pretty damn awesome. I'm so glad we deprecated account entry because I don't want to be competing with this right here. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so I, I think the gauntlet's been thrown down for like a ton of open source kind of uh, projects, right? Because if you don't have an animated GIF showing off how your app works or your little package works, like you're failing. <laughs> yeah, I've done those before. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I'm like looking at the Polymer one down there and. Yeah, maybe we should pull that in. I don't. I'd have to compare that with what we're doing, custom. But anytime you can throw away custom code for standard code. Yeah, why write custom? <laughs> it's a good day. Huh? Indeed. So, yeah. Um, so I don't. I don't have too much to add other than the fact that um, it's good. Um, use it, and um, I don't know. Do you have anything else to add about that one? Uh, yeah, there was a. He said something in the actual post. Here it is. Come on. Um, what did they do? They added uh, they added Polymer, which you saw. Uh, they added a lot of improvements and options that just went out with 160. Um, I was just handed uh, a Heineken. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. I got some. Not Heineken. I, I guess <laughs> in the fridge, cooling down. Um, yeah. So it looks like uh, you know we may we may be even seeing materialized CSS framework uh, put into play too for those that don't use full-on Polymer but use materialize. Uh, they'll still be able to do that. So you know, I'm just I don't know. I'm in awe of that guy. Yep, it's doing He's great doing work. Doing a great job. All right, next one. Uh, building a SaaS app with Meteor, particularly Stripe, part one. This, uh, this is from The Meteor Chef, a.k.a. Ryan Glover. Oh. He, uh, he, he's, this, is, this is a recipe, right? Like It just takes you through exactly everything you need to do to get Stripe going on in your application, I think it's pretty good. Um, you know, I, I know there's a couple packages out there. Uh, I don't know what the state. I know Greg did one. I don't know what the state is of that, but this one, uh, this isn't a package. But again, it, it just walks you through everything you need to do. Like it shows you how to build the plans. Um, does it actually does it sync the plans up for you, or do you have to build those separately? I wonder. Sure. It's a long post. It is. It is. There's a lot of stuff in here. Which is great. You know, again, if you're just learning how to build Meteor apps, it's really, I, you know, I, I love seeing um, seeing these sort of things out there because, um, you know, it's tough when you see a tutorial that's like, oh, here's three lines of the, here's the hard stuff, but then they don't show you the easy stuff. And if you're mm -hmm. new, uh, you need to know it all in order to get it to work. So, yeah, uh, it looks like this is pretty comprehensive. Yeah, it looks like defining the plans happens probably actually in the UI. Yeah, you got to do it on Stripe, it looks like. Yeah. Uh, but then you just grab the ID and set it in your settings.json, it looks like. So that's not too yeah. bad. 
Yep. Yeah. Greg's billing package, um, basically, you know, he kind of feels like he, he overstretched on, on that and has too much, it has too much opinion in it. And so someday he might do some refactoring, but in the short term, like, you know, if we were going to, if we were going to, if we were going to do some more billing, which we are soon, we'll probably just like copy that code into our project and, and not, not use the package necessarily. Oh, that's sad, Panda. <laughs> Be better yeah. open source contributors. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, but I'm guessing that he'll probably find a portion of it that should still stay out, you know, so yeah. uh, we'll see how that goes. We haven't, we haven't gotten to that point yet with user cycle. We're getting close, but we're not quite there yet, so that's when it'll happen. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Hmm. Uh, and, and, and he used animated GIFs too, so it must be okay. Oh, did he? At the very end. Must be oh, get that look at that. Look at that. <laughs> Patting himself on the back. It's probably inspired by you, though. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> ben, not me. Yeah. I just do memes. Okay. <laughs> ben did the animated stuff. So uh, we've got like, it says we've got four live viewers. If you guys have questions, Make sure to ask them. We're going to have a quick discussion, and then we'll answer maybe one question. <laughs> Make it a good one. Nice. All right. Sure. So, uh, Rai, you popped this on. Why don't you uh, kick it off? Yeah. Um, so so I was asked on Twitter today, like, um, is there, have we done any talk about background workers and Meteor? And I know there's several packages out there, and I haven't really looked at other people's. But I could just kind of give a quick overview of where we are with it, and, and I'd like to hear what you're doing too, Josh. But sure. like, um, <clears throat> so right now we have a package. Um, it's called uh, Differential Colon Workers, I think, and um, it is using Monk M O N Q, which is kind of nice to get started with because it uses the existing Mongo database you already have in your Meteor project. Problem with it is it doesn't scale very far, but um, it um, you know, if you start to get to the situation where you have 20,000 jobs queued up, um, you might hear, you might get an email from Compose IO saying, "Stop it," <laughs> um, which we ha we've seen that on two different projects using this package. Um, so, so what we're doing, I think we're even going to do it this weekend, is move to keep to queue, um, and um, which is Redis, you know, mm. uh, and just kind of refactor our backend to use that, um, but. Are you going to refactor the package to use Q then instead? Yeah, I think I think we may like um, change the package so that it could have multiple backends, you know, either Monk or Q. Uh, nice. So he's going to play with that. So you have an upgrade path, so a common a common interface on the front end that you can go from Monk to Q as you need that as your app scales. Um, and just to be clear, like the idea here is that you should start your Meteor app and then it should like, like you'll have a running Meteor process and then it'll fork off a background worker and start running tasks that you needed to run. And you're not really like managing that background worker necessarily. You're just writing some code that'll run over there whenever a job needs to be run. Yeah. That, that's kind of the idea. Yeah, and for us, like, here's an example of where we use it. So I just, we integrated Slack into user cycle. So, like, when certain events happen in the app, it hits a channel and just says, hey, this user just did this thing. And it's really cool. It's fun for the team because the team can, like, be in that same channel, like, you know, talking about the activity. Um, it was, like, 18 lines of code, super easy. Uh, in fact, I'm going to do a little blog post about it just because it's that easy to do and it's a fun feature to have. And everyone's using Slack now. <laughs> um, but um, it, it would take about a second to 
to, to send it through the API. You know, like it was a noticeable delay when you had that in the in the flow. So, like this is an example of I just popped the job into the queue though, um, and now it's right back to the same speed. You know, so the more work you're doing in your app, it's not really important that it happens right away. Um, and offload it to a background job. That's that's um, that's where you want to use it. So uh, you know we use it very liberally um, in user cycle. Hence why we have so many jobs and why we need to use a better queue for it. Yeah, yeah. So the the only one I've actually seen in the wild being used is uh, my current client, and they used Power Queue, which I wasn't familiar with. And honestly, like I've only lightly touched the code just to kind of browse through it because it was throwing an error during our our cucumber runs and um, so it was like it was stopping cucumber from running functionally on on the CI server yeah. Um, but yeah I really I really haven't used it but PowerQ seems excuse me pretty stable and I think uh, pretty self-contained as well so it's definitely an option there as well yeah um, yeah so you do have the issue of like how does it work in development but you can actually have a different production strategy versus a development or testing strategy. Um, so yes, yeah. it does complicate the app a little bit in that regard. So. Yeah. Well, they, uh, so they were using it for doing like user insertion, like fixture stuff almost, mm. which is weird because I'd rather just use like Cucumber and Velocity has this notion of fixtures that I can do. So yeah. I'd rather do it that way, but they already had it. So we used it. Uh, but speaking of Velocity and like background workers, it's interesting because uh, Sam uh, gave a talk at DevShop last night. I still need to watch the video, Sam Hatoum. Um, but uh, he has gotten Cucumber.js to the point where you can tell it how many workers you want it to run. And basically, like, Velocity spins up, throws all the tests into a queue, and then it spins up mirrors, how many ever mirrors you tell it to, and each mirror just comes back and says, give me a test, give me a test, give mm -hmm. me a test. And uh, so if you spin up, let's say I've got four cores, right, uh, you can spin up four uh, workers, and theoretically they should dis distribute across your cores, and, um, you know, I can be running four phantom, like end-to-end -end phantom JS-based tests all at the same time. <laughs> so it's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's cool. That's and that's how ours works too. Like you can, you can basically say how many processes to to spin up and how many jobs do you want each of those processes to try to um, run continue you know together at the same time. Um, and usually, you know, I I don't know if we we haven't really done much tuning to figure out what the right settings are because we're not to that point yet where that's the problem. But <clears throat> it is firing up little node processes. I think the main thing that um, that Greg's thinking about right now with the refactoring is like, do we do we really need all of Meteor? You know, like those processes, because we're actually forking and creating Meteor processes that are really big and heavy. You know? So, um, can we get away with doing just Node and some extra stuff to make them more efficient? But we'll see. Um, it's kind of nice to have a whole Meteor environment in your worker code. Yeah, it, I mean, yes and no, right? Like, I think for me, I would prefer to have the media environment. Like, thinking back to where I would have used a worker, like when I wrote um, sorting app, I was making calls to Twitter, and then I wanted to insert that into, um, 
into the database and like you know do a bunch of ranking work and that kind of stuff and like that right there i would have preferred to have the media environment available um but you know sam's done a lot of work too for velocity with the soft mirrors and uh he just uses node to directly start those up and um and then wrap like a media environment around it later so that's kind of interesting as well yeah yeah i think the main the main thing is it's, it's early days for this um stuff but we've got multiple people working on it and it'll it'll be good um just gotta give it some time <laughs> yeah nice so that's all i've got around that i just wanted to mention that for um the twitter user i forget the handle but um get that out there <laughs> nice nice yeah. so uh, <laughs> um we don't have any viewer questions. I don't know. Some people said they were watching on YouTube, so they're not sure how to get the Q&A app working. I think uh, you have to actually be on the Google Plus page and uh, put a comment there, and then I think it shows up in the in the app for us to answer. Um, and uh, so instead, I went to the uh, you know we do the the Patreon.com/slash/MediaClub, and if you if you do ten bucks a month. You get into the uh, Slack chat room, and it's getting uh, it's getting quite active over here. Um, and I've got uh, Sasha Graf in here, and I've got Stefan Hohaus in here as well. So, just trying to get some people in here. Um, but uh, Paul, one of the uh, one of the supporters, he asked, "What's the average number of trains per hour that come past your house?" And I happen <laughs> to know the answer to that now. Because I gave a training class and Paul took it and he actually counted <laughs> how many trains went by in a four-hour period, and it was eight. So we're doing two an hour. I think that's about right. So we've I done. Think like, we, just, we just heard one a second ago, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. We've done two since we went on the podcast. So maybe it's <laughs> a little, a little hotter on Friday. Apparently, uh, running more cargo. Nice. <laughs> All, All right. right. Anything else? I don't think so. Just uh, we're getting close on the uh, the Meteor Club. I think um, we're not quite halfway to the next podcast goal, but uh, if we hit that 250 mark, I think we're at like 95 right now. If we hit 250, uh, we're gonna um, we're gonna start a new roundtable podcast, and I think that'll be a lot of fun. A little longer format, more people. So Patreon.com/slash Meteor Club. Thanks for tuning in, guys. <laughs>